Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to another episode of Dad's Beards Nerds Reviews. The extra content you never knew you needed, but always knew you wanted. Now, let's get into the review. Today, we will be reviewing Twin Breaker, a Sacred Symbols adventure. Twin Breaker, a Sacred Symbols adventure, is a story-driven brick-breaking game molded in the style of 80s cl arcade classics like Arkanoid and Breakout, but with a plot, characters, and meaning. In the early 2300s, Earth is still recovering from a decades-long world war that engulfed most of the planet, except for the isolationist United States that used its power and prestige not to fight, but to reach for the stars. But when NASA's generation ships disappear in interstellar space, only two pilots are capable of figuring out why. Now, Twin Breakers is an arcade-slash-story-driven brick-breaker game developed by Lilimo Games and Colin Moriarty, published by Lilimo Games and released on March 24th, 2020 for a PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita at a price point of 9.99 US digital dollars or US dollars it's on digital or if you pre-ordered you could get a physical copy but i believe the pre-orders are done now little side note this is cross buy with PlayStation Vita that's right Vita lives so if you bought this on one you've got them on all PlayStation and Vita so get on playing part pong and part brick breaker when i downloaded this game i thought it was going to be a cakewalk pong <laughs> Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Boy, was I wrong in my assumptions. I don't think I've played any sort of Pong in maybe 25 years or so. I forgot just how hard Pong can be and the randomness of the ball when it hits your paddle. The best part is that once I finally felt like I had some sort of edge on the game, Twin Breakers throws a curveball at you and makes you play not only Pong, but now Brick Breaker at the exact same time. The way the game controls is with the dual sticks on the PS4 DualShock controller. Once the game turns into this Pong slash Brick Breaker hybrid, it uses that control scheme, but now going up and down on the sticks controls the Pong part, and left and right on the sticks controls the Brick Breaker part. People, let me get something straight. I can barely pat my head and rub my belly at the same time. I wasn't expecting to play the Dark Souls of Pong and Brick Breaker combined. Twin Breaker is a lot harder than, a, than I had ever imagined, but for whatever reason, it adds to the allure of the game and keeps you going as a way of sticking it to the current level that gave you so much trouble. Simple yet challenging. As mentioned before, the difficulty curve in Twin Breaker is rough and unforgiving. The first couple stages introduce you to the concept and getting you readjusted to a genre left in the annals of time. Dusting off these long forgotten skills isn't exactly hard, but it does pose a challenge of sorts. The way the ball hits off the paddles is, is inconsistent at best, and just when you think you may have figured it out, well, you don't. Not to mention, once you're essentially playing Pong slash Brick Breaker at the same time, it just gets more and more difficult. The last 15, 15 levels had me pulling my hair more times than I could count due to fudging up the Pong side or the Brick Breaker side, since for a couple of volleys, I only had to focus on one. If you're ambidextrous, then this may be the game for you and that amazing brain of yours. If not, then look forward to dying a lot and trying to get good. Seriously, it gets hard at times. It's it's so rewarding once you actually beat that level, but having to do both these at once, it just my brain was so against me on this. A lackluster story. If you're a fan of Colin Moriarty and Chris Raygun, then you'll enjoy the story and little notes to their podcasts. The two ships being controlled are aptly named Greetings and Salutations. You'll read tons of familiar words that both hosts like to use frequently during their podcasts, which help to kind of add some pizzazz to the fan base of Colin's Last Stand. If you're playing this game and have never listened to any of their content, then a lot of this game may seem a bit silly, and you will most likely find yourself skipping through the story content so you can play the game sooner. 
Even as a fan, I found it hard to enjoy the story because pressing X on the controller does not automatically populate all of the dialogue. In more current games, it'll auto-populate, you read the dialogue, and then press X again to see the next round of dialogue. Well, not in this game. Pressing X takes you to the next round of dialogue, which inadvertently made me miss large parts of the story. It eventually got to a point where I was really only paying attention to the later half of the story due to missing large parts of the story at the beginning of the game. It's seriously one of the biggest flaws in this game in a story that, even though lackluster and not something I generally gravitate towards, I still would have loved to have the option to read those kind of in my style and my way. The Pixel Art Twin Breaker is a game that lives in the pixel art style. The game is very reminiscent of those 8 and 16-bit eras, and that's by design. My only gripe with the art is that the character models for both Colin and Chris look rough at best. I'm not sure if that was by design or based off of budget, but either way, they look rough and odd at best. The pixel art for the rest of the game is fine and looks as you, you would expect from a Pong Brick Breaker type game. I know this doesn't matter to the gameplay or story, but it was funny and jarring to see their, their character models at first and any other time that they were on screen, full body shots. When you just see their faces when they're talking, it's fine. The Pixar looks great, but a full body shot, just it feels off. It looks weird. I, maybe it's just because of that 8-bit, 16-bit sort of art. Whatever it is, it's jarring at best. Oh, that replay value. Last to chat about is the replay value of Twin Breaker. You'd think that once you're done with the game, it's time to put it away, but fear not, there's more. After the main game is done, there's plenty of other modes to keep you going during that retro rush you're now caught up in. Marathon mode keeps you going and going until you eventually meet your demise. Pong mode has you playing well. Pong against the computer disguised as one of the boss enemies. Random mode puts you in random levels with the goal of getting the highest score. Shooter mode has you controlling the paddles with laser guns attached to them. <laughs> kind of like a Dr. Uh, Evil scenario. But uh, it works like the old top-down airplane arcade shooters of old. Catcher mode has money and other collectibles falling while you catch them with your paddles. Last is boss rush, boss rush mode where, you guessed it, has you running through all the bosses one by one. There's obviously a lot of love put into this game and replay value for those of you who buy it. You'll have hours and hours of fun regardless of what game mode you're playing. So, our synopsis and rating. At a price point of $9.99, it's definitely worth every penny. A challenging but fun story coupled with multiple game modes and fun little Easter eggs from Colin's Last Stand podcast make Twin Breaker a fun weekend game or when you need some sort of gaming palette cleanser. Bonus points if you love games that ramp up difficulty to a point of hair-pulling madness. Buy it today and have some fun in the game modes of old. Either way, you will enjoy it. It's definitely a, a, a passion project that someone made, and that passion was put in. And I think it's well worth enjoying the game, playing it, and just kind of seeing the fun nods and, and kind of Easter eggs, if you will.